Welcome to the Practical Missions Podcast Mini Edition. I know you guys like the long-form interview podcasts much more than you like these mini-episodes. I am lining up some incredible people, incredible interviews and conversations with people that I think you're really going to enjoy. But in the meantime, I thought I would leave you with a little mini-episode. And I, well, So what are, one of the things I try to do with these mini-episodes is just highlight something that I'm reading in church history that I find to be really cool. And the reason I like to do that is because I think there's just, we don't read church history, I think, like we should. Sometimes we think it's like the apostles and then us, you know, and there's just this like this gap there that we, we, we kind of forget that. Wow, there have been men and women of God in the church writing, thinking, discussing, arguing, setting things down for thousands of years. And we have incredible access to all of this stuff. That's what's so awesome. There is so much out there to absorb and take in and enjoy. There's this guy named Athanasius. Maybe you've heard of him because there's a creed named after him, the Athanasius Athanasius Creed. The Athanasius Creed basically sets down, look, this is what we believe about the Trinity. And there really has been nothing put forth since then, and that was in the 300s, that improved on the Athanasian Creed. What do we believe about the Trinity? Athanasius was an incredible character, incredibly important character. He lived from 296 to 373. And as I was reading some of Athanasius, I came across a section of his writing called the Statement of Faith. It's just like, okay, this is what I believe. This is what I believe to be true. And I thought, wow, this is so cool because so many of us, I think, have never just thought, sat down and thought really serious. What do I believe? Can I write it down? If somebody asks me a question, can I say, yeah, this is what I believe. I've actually thought through this. So here's just a tiny portion. And basically, this is just a bit about the divinity of the second person of the Trinity. This is really what he's focusing on here. Let me read this for you. And as I do note how Athanasian starts with the Father, then he moves on to the Son, and how he describes the Son, the verses from the Bible that he pulls out to support his argument of the divinity and eternality of the Son, and then note as well what he says about the Holy Spirit. And I think what will be amazing is, even though he's writing in the 300s, you will notice that he's speaking about the same God, the same triune God, that we are. He's worshiping the same triune God we are. He's reading the same Bible and coming to the same conclusions we are. There is no gap in Christian theology between the apostles and us. I, I find that amazing. And that's why I love reading church history. Because you just see these gems. You just see these incredible thinkers and how they Really how we are sitting on their shoulders. They, in a sense, thought for us all those years ago. We owe them an incredible debt of gratitude. All right, let me read for you the statement of faith that Athanasian wrote all those years ago. Athanasius. 
We believe in one unbegotten God, Father Almighty, maker of all things, both visible and invisible, who has his being in and of himself. And we believe in one only begotten word, wisdom and son, eternally begotten of the Father without beginning. This word, not starting with a pronouncement, nor an intellectual thought, nor is he the property of the perfect one, nor a dividing of the divine essence, nor an outflowing of it, but absolutely perfect son, living and powerful, the true image of the Father, equal in honor and glory. For this, Jesus says, is the will of the Father, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He is very God, very God, as John says in his general epistles, and we are in him that is true. Even in his Son, Jesus Christ, he is the true God and everlasting life. He is Almighty of Almighty. For all things which the Father rules and governs, the Son also rules and governs. He is not a part of God, but entirely God. Being like the Father, as the Lord Jesus said, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. But he was begotten ineffably and incomprehensively. For, as the prophet Isaiah said, who has declared his generation? In other words, no one can fully articulate this incarnation. Who in the fullness of time descended from the bosom of the Father, took from the undefiled Virgin Mary our humanity, Jesus Christ, who willingly gave himself to suffer for us, as the Lord Jesus said, no one takes my life from me. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. In his humanity, he was crucified and died for us, and rose from the dead, and was taken up into the heavens, being the first one to lead the way into the heavens for us. In his life on earth, he showed us light from darkness, salvation from error, life from the dead, and entrance into paradise from which Adam was cast out, into which Adam again entered the same way the thief on the cross did. As the Lord Jesus said, this day you will be with me in paradise. Into this same paradise, Paul also once entered to show us the way up to the heavens where the humanity of the Lord Jesus, our great trailblazer, will come again and judge the living and the dead. Likewise, we believe in the Holy Spirit that searches all things, even the deep things of God. And we curse all doctrines contrary to this.